excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and that is uh, Franklin Chip's dog. Oh, this is, this is Franklin right here. Yeah. So. Uh, um, I'm afraid of dogs, so if he could leave, that would. Be <laughs> I could. Yeah, I could just. Yeah, if you just put like a hat on him, make him look less. Make him look scary. like a man. Yeah. Like just, yeah, maybe a man. Do you have like a little yeah. cigar? Yeah, I could and, just put uh, some, some glasses and a yeah. Santa hat. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. I'm very, very excited. I'm happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. Um, really quick too. Do you want me to record this on QuickTime on my end or no? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've had a oddly enough, Chip and I have had like a hundred percent success rate with recording. Great. Yeah, we have. Um, right, Chip. Well, besides the, our first episode, after our first episode, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, we, uh, Aaron. This started like many years ago. Chip and I started this podcast. This is going to be really dumb, but as a running podcast where we would run with our guests, like literally run and record our podcasts. Oh, no. And run like four or five miles with them. Yeah. And the you can, how many guests are able to do that? That is the greatest question we should have asked when we started this. Because <laughs> if you can picture the Venn diagram of stand-up comedians to people who could run five miles while doing a podcast. I mean, it's there's there's nothing there. I can't run if I have to run to like not get a parking ticket. Mm. I will, but sometimes I'm like, that's fine, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we slowly realized we needed a uh, a paradigm shift for our podcast because yeah, we I think after six guests we're like, so who else, Jeff? And we're like, uh, Todd Glass coming to town. Yeah, he doesn't run. Yeah, yeah he, he wouldn't yeah, do that. Okay, yeah. so maybe we should just be a comedy podcast because that's all we basically do anyway. And, right. Uh, I do love that the ambition, though. And I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of comedians are going Marvel body. So maybe oh, that you, is could, true. you could try again and you would have way more guys doing it now. I'm Speaking. sure we'd be successful in Los Angeles, like in LA. Oh, oh yeah. Like we could definitely get a lot of guests. Half the guys I know, I have to remind myself that I have known them for 10 years because they used to be one type and now they're truly like bodybuilder. It's wild. Yeah, they just they Women can't do that. Like no. men, I'm just shocked. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Aaron, let me give you the proper junk miles. Welcome. We, uh, you know, we're a professional podcast. We don't just chat without introducing our guests. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, let's, let's, yeah, let's get, get started. Let's, let's start the podcast officially. Here now. we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Junk Miles, so happy to have actor, comedian, and one-fourth of the never-to-be-tamed Wild Horses Comedy Quartet. That's Welcome what Aaron we call it, yeah. The Comedy Quartet? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Welcome, Aaron Whitehead. Thank, Thank you, you so for much for having me. Thank you. And Jeff, I have a surprise for you. Yes. I purchased this before you guys asked me to do the podcast. Okay. Oh, my God! I know. I had ordered one, and then two days later, you messaged me. I was so happy. I was like, I'm saving it. I'm saving it. That's <laughs> amazing. And you had a great, that was a great reveal for the people listening. because we, we just started the podcast, good. but we have been talking for almost 10 minutes now, and neither of us realized. That was, well, that's a, wow. as soon as I saw my video, I was like, oh, they can't see, so I can do this as a, as a reveal. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank excellent. you so much. This is great. You are... You're neck and neck with number one celebs donning the pizza shop right now. It's you and Andy Richter are right at the top. Wow. I've never yeah. been one one and one with him on anything. So this is thrilling. This is nice. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, yeah. For those who, uh, you know, this is going to be an audio podcast. Aaron is wearing a, a very handsome pizza shirt. A lot of people are fans of pizza. And if you are, there's a shirt you can buy. Go to junkmiles.com and uh, get a shirt with a little pizza flag on it. I'll admit to, I don't know if I'm supporting anything other than pizza. Like I read your tweet 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, this could be for an amazing thing that I'm not reading about or it just is a pizza shirt. And I didn't care. I just yeah. bought it. We didn't, Chip and I, we raised a lot of money for charities over the past two years with some uh, local running things. And now we're just like, maybe we just do something for us and raise, yeah. raise some money. Yeah, like 50% of the uh, the, uh, the profits will go to uh, pizza makers in uh, poorer countries in Italy. That's not happening. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny, though? <laughs> we pick, like, the lamest charities. Yeah. Just like... And you give this, like, really lame speech, like, well, uh, most of the proceeds will be going to the Spicy Meatball Foundation. <laughs> and, uh... Well, Aaron, when we when I asked you what movies you wanted to talk about, you gave me a list of just awesome ones. And I, was I like, sent a whole, yeah, I was yeah, so excited. Had, do you have that list on hand right now, by, by any chance? Or yes, no? it's in my oh, iNotes. Oh, you have it. Okay, I was asking. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah no, if Jeff has it, that's even better. Either, either way, yeah, I did. Well, I believe... Um, this one jumped out at me first. The one we're going to talk about tonight, the never ending story, because mm-hmm. I think when I mentioned it to Chip, Chip's like, Chip, you have the uh, own yeah, it right there. Already owned it. On already the- owned it. Yeah, right there. It's Boom. just like, yeah, Jeff, no brainer. Yeah. I remember, I remember like watching it when I was young. It was one experience. Seven years ago, this is, I'm in Hershey Park, PA, with my daughters in a hotel room just exhausted a whole day of just going around amusement park and my girls are like five and eight and this movie was on tv and i'm like oh just put it on and they're laying in the one hotel bed i'm in bed with kelly and and then all of a sudden they hear una say to juliet daddy's crying and and i was like you know it was was the scene that we will get to but you know the scene i'm talking about. i am assuming i do but also we all have different triggers yeah that's true that's not the only sad scene (laughs) But, you know, as as someone who's part of the Wild Horses comedy quartet, mm. me, a lover of horses, Chip, a lover of horses. So that was one experience where I had to be like, hey, yeah, guys, you know, sometimes. And they know I cry all the time, but all, all things in movies. But then I uh, just watched it again. Yeah, it's still it, it's still there. I watched it last night. Yeah. Let me give the uh, I'll start off giving our audience a little recap of what it is. Never ending yeah. story. It's a PG movie, 1984, English language, West German and American fantasy film. So it's not just an American film. We had a, a West German director by the name of Wolfgang Peterson. I think we're all uh know who he is das boot which by the way that sounds like a name that i would like a fake name that i would give somebody if like somebody like if i was stopped by the cop like what's your name like wolfgang peterson like i would just it doesn't sound real it doesn't sound real sounds like a fun german name you would make up Mm -hmm. wolfgang yeah um it would be the only german name i could think of yeah yeah. (laughs) right uh line of fire outbreak air force one the perfect storm troy poseidon this guy's done it all um it, and this is a thing we always talk about, Aaron. Chip and I love 80s movies, mainly because they're great. You know, they, they speak of a certain era, but they respect the time. This movie clocks in. Never ending? No, ladies and gentlemen, a very yeah. digestible <laughs> one hour and 42 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually very impressed because I, I'm a, I was a huge 80s movie fan as a kid, obviously. Well, that was all there was. Uh but I would rewatch some of them and it takes so long to get in that I'm like, I can't show this to a kid now because they are so used to things ramping right up. This one clips right along. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, wow, they just 
they just get all the story points out of the way. We're in the action in like two seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was afraid there was going to be a lot more back and forth with the dad, Gerald McCraney. But they're just like, here's the dad. Here's what he wants. Here's what the son wants. Moving it along. And I will awesome. say, like, that scene in particular, the dialogue could have gone very badly with a bad actor or or, yeah. the, or with an average actor because it was it's very heavy-handed. Like, like, well, but mom's dead. We got to move on. You know, and you're like, Ooh. yeah. But the dad seemed, I think, almost to get that. Like, I feel like he was like, I'm going to move through this scene real slowly. Or the director, because yeah. clearly with what he's directed, he knows what he's doing. Um, but I was just very impressed that it was like minimal kind of flat dialogue and still a very believable good scene. Mm -hmm. Boy, what a what a depressing start, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just everything, like, as a young kid, you're like, parents dying, I'm being bullied, this better get better because I'm I'm not I'm not dealing with it well right now but like you said Aaron then they're just like boom fun time let's get this fantasy going yeah yeah now Aaron we love to ask our guests set the scene where were you the first time you remember seeing uh the never-ending story oh I'm so excited oh God, I already love this question <laughs> so I was in Raleigh North Carolina and I was in our tv room which is what we call that I it mm -hmm. was that's what we did in there um and i was in one of our 80s bamboo chairs with pale pink i believe it was upholstery floral sitting with my mom and my sister Aww. and watching this movie and i, I want to say it was probably like 89 uh probably around then and the whole whole movie was them looking from the tv to me going is it you like were you in this movie are you a tra I, it, and it blew I have never been more thrilled to look exactly like a person in a movie but I really looked exactly like a Treyu like my they, my mom was like maybe you did it and I just didn't know I mean she was obviously joking she was not in a an away mom like that but, uh, <laughs> she's very, very hands on she, she knew what I was up to yeah sometimes I'd film things and she had no idea uh but it was my sister would she'd be like that's even how you cry that's even how you look upset like it was yeah well, when you told me that you got confused for young Atreyu, I mean, Atreyu when you were young, of course, as I watched it now, that's all I was thinking. Every time Atreyu was in the scene, I'm like, oh, look at little Aaron go. She's doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah, she's topless for so much of it. <laughs> yeah, weird. Ger Germans are weird. Germans are a little more, you know. Yeah. And he was very girly. I actually messaged him, Noah Hathaway, on oh, wow. MySpace when MySpace was a thing. And I was like, hey, I hope this isn't too weird to get, but I used to get mistaken for you. Like, and I also, I, when I say used to, a couple times, but that was enough yeah, for me. That's enough. To, yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah. And I was so, and I was so thrilled by it. And like, I saw so I messaged him that and he wrote right back and he was like, oh, that's so cool. That's so sweet. And he's like a bodybuilder guy now. Yeah. Like, have you seen him? He's like a mm -hmm. motorcycle buff dude. Tatted up. Oh, it's wild. Tattoos, all that. Yeah. He's like yeah. a black belt in three things. Yep. Yeah. Neither he nor I look like the kid anymore. It's, it's depressing. But let, let me throw you out a, a movie fact. Noah Hathaway. They were talking to uh, people who worked on the movie and they said, Everybody, all the kids, the three main kids, uh, two of them were very easy to work with. The little uh, queen princess girl, right? And then um, Bastion, they said, very good to work with. Believe it or not, Atreyu, kind of a nightmare. Really? He didn't take direction well. He was kind of like a uh, 
little problem child on set. Uh, what an Aaron Whitehead, I tell you what. <laughs> That's Does that so make interesting. You, uh, relate to him even more. Uh, you know, it's. I think I used. I used to have like. I feel like I used to have a thing like that. I probably would not have been difficult, but when I did theater, like in high school, I do remember arguing with directors. Like I played the voice of a mermaid in a Shamley play, and the director wanted me to do it one way, and I was like, Craig, no. I'm just a girl with a tail. I'm just I'm just a, a, a New York girl who happens to be, and I refuse to do it his way. And it's, it just makes me laugh because then I moved to LA and immediately I was like, what do they want? <laughs> I'll do anything the casting director might want and I'll never be myself again. That's fine. Like, I, I have never booked anything ever. So I, yeah, I probably should have kept the Noah Hathaway. Oh, wow. Thing. That's yeah. awesome. So you're watching it with your, your family. Yes. You realize this is you. This is me. Did it did it just speak to you as a young like were you a fan of this type of movie uh, or was it just yeah. like it hit a, hit on all cylinders for you? And and still does. Like yeah. I love from I love fantasy, but it has to be very emotionally driven. So I already loved the dead mom. I like, I mean I'll watch anything with a dead parent as the premise that's I'm in no matter what. Mm -hmm. I and then you add like the the sad scene that we talked about. I just love a lot of, I want a lot of tragedy with my fantasy. Um, Do you want a lot of tragedy because you know it's gonna be kind of balanced out with some goodness or it doesn't have to be? Oh yeah, I don't want, I'm not a fan of like Breaking the Waves, that movie still yeah. makes me mad that I even watched it. Like it was so dark and sad I, or the piano. Like I don't like things where it, where it ends and you're like, that's it. Why was I here <laughs> just as a witness? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I definitely think there's something to like the, yeah, like the tragedy has the tragedy just makes whatever good thing happens like so much more. Right, because that yeah. the characters, the main character, the protagonist needs void. They need something good, and when something good happens, it's like well earned. Yeah, you went yeah. through some shit, buddy, and uh, yeah, good for you. The Harry Potter thing, the like, well, we we talked about possibly doing Flight of the Navigator, and that's another one for me where it's like so dark and sad. They don't make movies like that anymore. No, 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 and that was a classic too, and that was that was so good. But it is there. There's so much. There's so many movies back then that were just so adult. Again, you said this was PG. There were so many things that dark. Do you guys remember the movie Cloak and Dagger? Do you remember Cloak and Dagger? Dabney Coleman. I saw that. Dabney Coleman win it. Oh yeah, another one where it's just like they're trying to murder these children that's basically what's happening but it's a kid's movie and it's yeah. it's it's disney and it's fun but it is uh yeah it's heavy yeah yep. well that was like um pete's dragon had like those really scary the the something uh, people who were after him and then goonies had like the scare like there's always like a matriarchal witch <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. like trying to kill the kid yeah what about uh the movie that with barrett oliver was in Daryl, D-A-Y-D-A-R-Y-L. This like is a, on my list of movies. Is he like a robot? Is He's a robot, and like yeah. Aaron said, they're just trying to kill him. <laughs> like Halfway through the movie, they're like, oh, it's a cute little boy. Oh, he has some special gifts. I think he's maybe a robot. And then they're just like, we must destroy this boy. And then half the movie is him trying to escape from evil you know, overarching white guys mm -hmm. wanting to kill him because that's familiar. I don't yeah. feel like I remember it though. Yeah. Well, when, es when Escape we went... from Witch Mountain, do you remember that one? That was oh. creepy. Yeah. Well, that one I read. I don't even know if I knew that was a oh, really? uh, movie. Okay. Yeah. 
that was a uh, wonderful war- world of Walt Disney movie that would mm-hmm. be on at like seven o'clock on a Sunday night. And they had uh, Witch Mountain and a return to Witch Mountain. Mm-hmm. I believe young Kim Richards was the yep. uh, was the Paris Hilton's aunt, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Did you guys see that movie, The Peanut Butter Solution, that used to be on TV? No, but I've heard that this it's it's horrifying. Oh my fucking god, it's horrible! <laughs> like, and the darkness that they start with, like the reason this kid wants this kid is bald and he gets made fun of at school, and the reason he's bald is he does have some kind of I don't know what it was if it was cancer or like an autoimmunity or something. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a very serious, sad premise, and then when he gets this solution in it, like, and then he. He's, grows all this like horrible fur and he's made fun of again and it's just very dark and sad <laughs> yeah i just put that on my list never watch never watch never, never watch, watch, watch yeah this peanut butter station no we're not watching this um was this a movie then that you know you became kind of like an evangelist for like friends would be over and be like hey let's pop this in because the peanut butter solution or this one? Oh no no it's not never ending story <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i was like no 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 i don't do that to people <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? I don't think so because I, I think I came to this movie before I was really watching movies with friends. And then by the time I did it, most of my friends weren't into kids fantasy stuff. Like I think the first movie I remember watching with friends is like Newsies or Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Same age. Horrifyingly. (laughs) Yeah. Chip, do you remember seeing a never ending story the first time? I can't remember the exact first time, but it was one of those that we had on VHS. Like we, I think we recorded it off of HBO or whatever, and it was just on a constant rotation for a couple of years with my my brother and I. We would just watch it constantly, over and over again. Well, this film, a lot of the films we talk about, like, are were never like super popular, kind of like didn't get a good rating, but went on to become you know cult classics. This actually was received very well. It uh, grossed over $100 million worldwide when it came out against a budget at the time, 25 to $27 million, which was huge at that time. This movie was supposed to take three months to make. They filmed it in Germany, Spain, and Canada. But this guy, this Wolfgang Peterson, he was a stickler, and he just kept running over and over, wanted all these shots, ended up taking a year instead of three months. Wow. It was the most expensive movie ever made in Germany at the time. One of the most expensive movies made in the U.S. back at the time. So uh, it actually has a very good Rotten Tomato score, 81%. For this podcast, that's really good. It is. Yeah. A lot, of, Aaron, a lot of the movies were like, you know, didn't do great. It made, what, what was the last movie? Oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Second to last. I movie. love that movie. Oh. It, we had such a good time. Talk, we had a comedian, Andrew Overdahl, on. Um, and it was. Oh, I know. Just, yeah, I follow him. He's great. And, oh, and the funniest thing, Aaron, and Chip and I really didn't know this. We're like, why was this movie important to you set the scene? Like, he grew up in a very Christian house. They didn't have a. Their TV and VCR got stolen. So for years, they didn't have a TV or VCR, except for one day of the year under birthdays, they were allowed to pick a movie. And he loved Harry and the Henderson so much, he didn't want to pick another movie in case it wasn't as good. Well, yeah, if you only have one shot a year, my God, yeah. I get it. You got to stick with a Sasquatch. Uh, when when, when uh, John L. 
word? Why can't I think of his name? The Lithgow. Star. Lithgow. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when he's trying to, t when he tries to get Harry to to leave, go on. Oh. He said, "We don't want you anymore." I just can't stand it. It makes me cry so hard. I hate that scene so much. <laughs> it's it's awful. I love it's it. It's like you know, yeah, he had to do it, and you're just like. <sighs> Harry's had a rough life. He doesn't need this. And no. I think it's the best thing for him. But goddamn, when you see that Harry has a family. They all oh. pop out of the woods. That to me was one of the greatest scenes ever. That's like. I know. In any movie. Like, you I know can't believe I mean? that movie didn't do well. That shocks me. Because well, I've rewatched it recently and I was like, yeah, it's still great. It's, fun. it's a still fun movie. Fun. But back then, like it was up against movies like. I think I think Chip, we talked about other movies. I forget what year it was, but it's always like um, you know the Michael J. Fox Back to the Future, which came out like the same week, or mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Murphy's hit film came out like the same weekend. So they're like, oh, the Eddie Murphy movie made you know a hundred something million, and that made four. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, the nice thing is, there's people like us who I believe find comfort in good movies from the '80s and '90s. They're a you know they they're a breed unto themselves and i tell chip this like i show them to my kids my daughters you know they're teens and they just find them comforting and fun and funny and they just love the idea of non-technology like no phones no I, it, the plots are so much better with no mm -hmm. phones. plots are you can get away with things like hey how did these two people not know this was going on Let's run with it because yeah. they didn't have a phone ready to have someone call them and tell them. The fact that you have to ask your like when you're writing now, like, well, why wouldn't they just text that? Like, it's just the most annoying barrier. Like, I feel like I only want to write things set before phones. That'd be a great thing. Like everything, Aaron, you write, you're just like, Aaron, this is the fourth script set in the 1970s. Like, yes, I yeah. love that era. Yeah, and I just keep going back further. I'm like, you know, he could have dialed them up. What about? back in the covered wagon days. <laughs> Steven Spielberg uh, was given the German version to edit. So they basically, he was friends with Wolfgang. Wolfgang was a big friend of Steven Spielberg. And he's like, here, can you make the American version of this? Do what you had to, thinking he wouldn't do much. But he ended up cutting about seven to 10 minutes, got rid of a touch of profanity, which I can't believe there's profanity in that movie. Um, oh man, I, now I want to see a Wolfgang's cut. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Are we going to demand a Wolfgang cut? Because there were some weird type, like German type things that Steven Spielberg's like, nope, American audience won't get it. So he did quite a bit of chopping to make it palatable for the uh, US audiences. And I guess that worked well because it's beloved. It is interesting though to watch, like when I watched it last night, I feel like for the first time with like, you know, just is this a quality made film or not? And I really do think it is. It, it holds up. But there were times when it would be like they'd be talking about, oh, we have this Indian warrior boy. And I was like, oh, this is where they would cut to him riding across the fields. And there'd be a whole scene of him and his hunting his buffalo. And then we'd find out why is he the only warrior who can do this? They never even said mm. no backstory, no. no nothing. We just we just go, oh, there's this warrior and he's the only one who can do it. We don't question why i think i like that i like it too but it would but i feel like now it would never happen well one of my favorite scenes is when uh you're really prepping for a super big battle when it's um atreyu versus uh gamork 
Oh, yeah. Where, where Gamork is like, and I am just going to eat you up right after I give this great bit of exposition that will help everyone realize what's going on. And then, like, Atreus is like, yeah, thanks. Keep telling me. Keep telling me. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then, like, here comes the battle. Boom, it's over. Yeah, like, he the just jumps on the knife. <laughs> jumps on a knife. I love that. Right? Yeah. I mean... Well, and they, I feel like they struggled with that puppet. Like, they had this whole big monster, <laughs> like, like the, you know, the, the ancient one, whatever her name is. And then with the wolf, they're like, let's just show his head. And yeah, then I yeah. don't know what we're going to do with the battle. Just you have think him. The, uh, the, the puppet <laughs> budget wasn't what it needed to be. And they're just like, ah. <laughs> cut. And then they show, like, just a mound of fur on top of a treo. And he's just like, <laughs> done. But I, the thing I hate about a lot of movies fight scenes are fine in this day and age every fight scene just goes on way way too long way too long so when someone just gets killed like post haste i was like yes now let's get on to the next thing because we yeah. know he's gonna die so let's right. just kill him yeah I, I i a long fight scene like lord of the rings i go so numb and i love those movies but the fight scenes i almost i'm like oh phone time because i just <laughs> check out it's too violent where my brain is like I don't see it anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, we got to get to the scene, the swamp okay. of sadness, all right? We're all going to just kind of brace ourselves a yeah. little bit. Are we going to reenact was... it? We could, Chip. Yeah, yeah Let's I just think say... I'm ready. <laughs> you seem so sad. Oh, no, Chip. Oh, no, I lost Chip. Damn. All right, I got to go save some princess. Yeah. The thing that I thought was pretty, uh, it came really near the beginning of the movie. I remembered it like him going on this more of a quest before mm -hmm. his horse died. But right, like you want to get to know the horse a little bit more before we, you know. There was the sweet scene hope. of him feeding the horse and the horse just sitting there. Like and that the, scene just nuzzling That was him. so sweet. Yeah. And him and the horse nuzzling him awake. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you want some food? And it was just very, so you're like, all right, we know they're buddies. But then the next scene is just like, and I got to blame Atreyu. Like, that was just bad. Wow, you're going to blame Atreyu? Yeah. We, we take stands on this podcast. <laughs> we're, not, we're not afraid to say it. Oh, we, my God. So, yeah. Shaming someone for the death of their best friend. I mean, that's big. That is big. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm pretty good at walking my dog and looking ahead to see what sort of danger <laughs> yeah. might. Oh, is there a swamp that you sink into when you're depressed? Maybe I won't walk through that today. Maybe I'll go around. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, according to the narrator, they had already gone through the desert of dashed hopes. So he probably felt like the swamp mm. would be no big deal. Yeah, sure. That's true. You know. Yeah. But, um. Boy, oh boy, that was just heartbreaking. Devastating. Yeah, devastating. devastating. I, I still, I, yeah. I, I admit today, I fast forwarded. Like, I just couldn't go through with the whole. Did you really? Oh yeah, I can't. And it being a real horse, like I think if it had been one of the puppet things, it it might not have quite done it as much. But that horse, it's like it's like with any real animal, or if they're sick, they don't know they're sick and they can't tell you what's wrong. And I yep. was like, this horse is just dying of depression. Of well, sadness. And, and I don't know why I related. Me. Yeah, th that's what got me this time watching it as an adult because I was thinking about it as like, oh, this horse isn't dying. This is a this is a an actor horse that they had to put into a swamp. And then I was like, this poor real life horse is good. Not not that he was like in over his head, but he was like, that's what that's what got me after a while. You know, like I was like, this is an actual 
I did. I did think about that. I was like, West Germany or wherever he is. Yeah. And did they just keep transferring him into vats that were higher? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I did read something about this at some point, like that the the swamp scene took days. Like it was. It it actually says here it took seven weeks to properly train the horse to stand on the submerged platform and remain there as he descended. So this horse was scared shitless. Yeah, there's like the first day out there, like. Put the yeah. horse on the platform, and it's just going to descend. And the next thing you know, the horse is just running. He's like a mile away. They're like, no, come back. Seven weeks to train. Because uh, um, believe it or not, And then he's being yelled at and pulled yeah. at. Oh, God. Horses don't normally allow themselves to be submerged in black goo. That's that's not an innate thing that horses um, not like people. Horse fact. Um, <laughs> horses don't like to be submerged in black goo. I know that because I'm a horse girl. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know. Horse facts with Aaron Whitehead. Horse fact. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was literally what you saw was a horse being submerged in different levels. And Ugh. that, like, I don't know if you can get away with that now. No. Well, right? I don't know. They still, they'll still like knock horses down during... Yeah. battle scenes so i don't know and the thing was the effects in this movie really good really fun you could tell they were like the big stone chomper guy the stone eater like that mm-hmm. was just a giant literally to scale thing that they built spend a ton of money on like the scene where like you know they're in the uh the temple and you see the guys with like the big heads and all that those guys freaked me out when i was a kid. yeah really scary the, yeah those giant those giant head, like much more than the stone monster, those giant face people were uh, really very crazy. serious looking and very yes. like almost like like statues come to life. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the lady with the four faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even in like you, like you watch Star Wars and you go into the cantina and it's like there's all these different monsters in the cantina, but it's like kind of funny and there's like all this goofy stuff. Like this is played 100% serious and 100% scary yeah. for a seven year old to watch. Yeah, um, Falcor the uh the the big guy the the luck dragon i believe luck he's called. dragon is that correct Aaron? yeah luck dragon yeah. you're a horse girl and you're also a dragon girl i believe <laughs> uh yeah i did just buy myself a stuffed dragon my wife is very into my wife's a, a writer of kids lit and loves dragons and she wrote a book about a dragon and we got a lot of dragon stuff going on if you want to make a kid angry like a young three or four year old just say uh, a dragon is the best dinosaur. It will freaking <laughs> enrage every nerd boy. And they're just like, uh, no, actually, because like dragons, uh, let me tell you. And then they get all like, and it's so great. And you're like, no, they're there. They were at this, with T-Rexes, dragons, they were all there. And the kids are like, that is so funny. I feel like that it's such a different category then. Cause if you said to a, like a little girl, I think, you know, like unicorns are my favorite horse. They'd be like, me too. and you just get little at the opposite end just freaking i gotta tell you uh, little nerd um love little nerds as a little nerd little nerd dinosaur kids a bit much (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's a they're at they're gonna be actually guys yeah yeah actually yes actually yeah they give you too many a little too many dinosaur facts you really don't need to to know The amazing thing about this movie, guys, do you think the person who wrote the original book, The Never Ending Story, this author who is named like Ende, do you think he approved of this movie? Yes or no? Aaron, you go first. And you have the answer to this. Of course. Oh, I mean, I I bet no. Chip? 
you know what? I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Hated. Hated everything about the movie. Really? Everything from Falcor, you know, was a 43-foot-long constructed from uh, used airplane steel. He said it looked like a big, dumb dog, like a golden retriever, this dragon. He didn't envision his dragon looking like uh, Wolfgang. I will say he does look like a dog, not to brag, but when my dog Frank <laughs> gets his hair cut, he looks exactly like Falcor. <laughs> That's like he. It just. It literally looks. It's like a bit Falcor. of a brag, Chip. It's, it's a bit of a running brag. around. I have little Falcor running around the apartment. It's I think crazy. you should brag about something like that. I think so. I, mean, I, I think yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. He also he hated that the two sphinxes at the uh, you know with the shooting red eyes. He hated that, but he's like, why do why do the sphinxes need giant breasts? Like that's that not was a, a bad. That's not a bad point. Not a bad point. There was yeah. children's movie. Yeah children's movie that was just again germans are weird they're very this is not the stuff i would have assumed i see i would have thought that he was like i had backstory there or like my whole vision of you know like essentially the i can't remember anyone's name but the wolf as you were saying when he gave a bunch of exposition i feel like that was probably the crux of the whole book mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like like we we got the 20 second sound bite that was like you can control people by making them very depressed so that they're not even sad and they're not even hopeless. They're just fucking pure despair. And then you have power over them. I was listening to it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really topical. <laughs> <laughs> but then he died, died very quickly. <laughs> he, uh, he called the movie revolting and he did not want his name in the credits. And so it didn't include it at the beginning, the credits. But at the very end, Wolfgang Peterson did uh, put his name in noticeably small. Wow. Oh, here's here's a fun fact. I was watching all the credits. I was just kind of zoning out. And um, do you know who handled the matte photography? Who was the matte photography assistant on this movie? No. No. A uh, little little person named Dave Fincher. Dave Fincher. Oh. Later to be known as director David Fincher. David Fincher. Alien Three Seven. The game. Jesus, they had they had all the big names on this. I had no idea. Do you think going from Dave to David gave him like the gravitas that the the heft needed to to make that move? Just changing the name. I think so. I think it just I respect him more. I'll say that much. I bet if you join the DGA, they don't even allow a Dave in. Right. They make you change it right there and then even if you were given the name Dave at birth. Just that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to some unless he's making like Adam Sandler movies, you know, it'd be it'd be fine. Like mm-hmm. Chip, a guy named Chip Chantry could make yep. like Happy Madison three direct to exactly. video. Yeah, that's a, that's my ceiling right there. Right. Yeah. A guy named yeah. Jeff could definitely make Grown Ups six direct to video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a Jeffrey Jeffrey would be oh. making like Greenberg two. Sure. Yes. Direct to video. Yeah. Or yeah. seven, two. Seven, t- seven, <laughs> eight and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I love that the, uh, that the, the author just hated the movie. Um, I want to talk about something that I hope both of you enjoy. Was this the greatest theme song to a movie or one of the greatest from an eighties movie? It is up those there. Those are, those are two very close choices. <laughs> I'm going to give you your choices are Aaron top three or number one with the bullet. What 
because I will give you some other 80s movies. How about this? I'm going to name 80s movies theme songs, and you guys say, is The NeverEnding Story better or worse? Okay. Right. Is that Because good? I feel like also The NeverEnding Story, that theme song, it's so, like, orchestral. It's not like a a rock and roll kind of theme. It, it is, it's its own thing in its own world. Yeah. But I will well, say I, I have issues with it. And I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. Right, well, it's nice having you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Take care. That's been Junk Miles. Been junk Miles with um, George, Giorgio Moroder, who is amazing. He, he's done so much work. And a, a, a bevy of number one singles like Donna Summers and stuff. But I, I really I love, love the song. Um, and it's just called Never Ending Story. Do you know who sang it? I clearly didn't do research for this podcast. I would rather, <laughs> no one needs to do research because this, as we hope, Aaron, you are like the audience as well as an amazing Oh, cast. good, good. You yeah. learn from Chip and I. Jeffrey who, right here, yeah. yeah. Every white man's dream, great. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I good. just want to impart knowledge. I want to be like, <laughs> actually, Aaron, the singer for this song was also the lead singer of Kaja Gugu. Uh, duh. <laughs> you're gonna have to teach me about Kaja Gugu, which I know you're gonna be excited about as uh, well. Jeff, I would teach her about Kaja Gugu, but I'm too shy. All right, there we go. Hush, <laughs> hush, hush, Chip. Hush, hush, hush. hush. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was at the time. The thing I love about movies at the time: whoever was hot like six months before they were finishing making the movie, they got that person to do mm -hmm. the soundtrack. The so they're just like. What's a German guy's like, hey, what is a hot song in the Americas, right? That's my German. Pretty good. Pretty spot-hearing accent. Very good. And they're like, um, there's a band called Kasha Gugu. Uh, hush, hush, shy, shy. And he's like, get me that guy. Lemal. His name was Lemal. And uh, the song shot up the charts. Sweden, Norway, United States. Billboard Hot 100, number 17. Not too shabby, Aaron. Not too shabby. Listen, I'm just saying it's a little upbeat for me. It's what? too... <laughs> <laughs> I need a little more ET. I want a little sadness okay. in there. Um, okay. Maybe if there yeah. were some more lyrics about like it starts off as like, and the mother is super dead, and she is not never coming back. Now, Backstory yeah. and exposition at the beginning of a song. And I do like a little like if it started with just a drum. Like okay, beginning of Top Gun, or maybe yep. it's not the beginning of Top Gun, but it's definitely the beginning of a big scene in Top Gun when it's just like. You know, and you like see the plane on the like. I like that where you're like, where is this going? And then it could oh, be okay. an upbeat song, but I mm. want that like that impending doom. You need, yeah. You I need like to that. Slowly. I get that. So you I have can... notes for this movie if he wants them now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually cannot believe this has not been remade. Here's Aaron when she's done with this podcast, Chip. She's firing up MySpace. Dear Wolfgang, dear Peterson. Wolfgang Hi. Peterson. I look just like you when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I probably look just like he does now. Right. I don't even know what he looks like. But that's a good to start with you. Just get on Facebook or MySpace. Just be like, but I look like you when I was a kid. By the way, can I borrow $40? <laughs> can I have 40 to, I just need $40. 40 US dollars? I guess you call US them dollars. marks. That'd be great. Uh, the theme song, a little too upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was better than the uh, 1989 song Bat Dance by Prince? You're gonna have to sing it. I don't know that one. Uh, how about that's why Dave, it's better because you, you guys you remember David Bowie? 
Underground 1986 from the uh, movie Labyrinth. You know what? I should I re- be a Labyrinth fan, and I'm not. Yeah, really? I, I don't like. Labyrinth Why are you either. not a Labyrinth fan? Because I feel like they're they're very uh, right. Very it goes right in hand in hand with these movies that I'm talking about. Uh, one, I think I didn't watch it early enough, so I came to it maybe two years too old for it. Yeah. But also, it kind of creeped me out more than enchanted me. Okay. Like I, I also hate the original Willy Wonka, even though I love Gene Wilder so much. But the creepiness and the bad lighting, the DP, whoever that DP is, <laughs> should be. It was Dave Fincher. <laughs> well, see, Dave, it was before he was David. Uh, bad. Just the, the, the creepiness. I can't enjoy any other part of it. Chip, did you enjoy the song Never Ending Story? Oh, I did, yeah. Actually, and I don't know if you remember this, if you guys were fans at all, but at the end of Stranger Things, I think the last episode of the last season, they actually sang that song. And I, I welled up a little bit. I was like, this is this is very sweet. It's just nostalgia on, it's just a hat on a hat on the 1980s. Yeah. I'll take but nostalgia I'll take on it, yeah. 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 Um, growing up, uh, I grew up in a scene, a music scene, it was like punk war, and my friends were in a pretty popular band at the time at the shore, and they go up and play New York, and they play like CBGBs, the Bowery, and they were called Good Humor. And they would play with some serious, like scary hardcore bands like Cro-Mags, Agnostic Front. And Good Humor, before they went on stage, their guitar player, John Ford, was probably 16 or 17. His 12-year-old brother would walk out on stage. His 12-year-old brother, a big red afro, freckles, super cute little kid, would grab the mic and sing a cappella, the theme to Never Ending Story, like the whole three minutes in front of a room of like ravenous hardcore punk fans and it killed every time that's amazing i just got such jealousy over a kid i'd never heard of until this moment Uh, like i could have amazing yeah picture you the little atreyu vest Uh, right the medallion what was the medallion called the the uh, orin orin that was a good looking medallion like it was a very uh practical probably go with some outfits it was a bit showy but <laughs> that's definitely a tattoo that's been made many times like there's many people have that tattoo. oh i bet i bet Chip. and they also sell on etsy you can get an orin well, many orins yeah noah hathaway tattoo artists got asked for that all the time like that's he would do like 15 of those in a day wow he was tattooing people wow. and he's like this is great i'm flattered but you know yeah I mean, if you're going to get an Orin and you can choose to have it done by him, I by understand. Trade. Like, why would you not? Yeah. It'd be funny if they were really bad. <laughs> Just like really cartoony. And... Yeah, the only good thing is that he did it. Like, that's the story behind the <laughs> shitty, like, what is that mush? Do you have spaghetti on your, is that your tattoo? <laughs> it could really look like spaghetti. Not. It's not far off from a nice plate of spaghetti. Yeah. They never did actually do anything with the Orin in the movie, though, right? Like he no, wears like, it? it like glowed one time glowed. i think it did yeah, glow one time like the snake yeah. part started getting that. like turned red but that was it yeah. oh and when did that happen mm. i think it was, was when it he when lost he it? it back on yeah, yeah i think when he, he put it back it? on because if it's only has a beacon for when you lose it then what why do you need it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. jesus the original find your phone i guess that yeah, yeah, yeah Eric's back made... on myspace wolfgang one other thing um <laughs> Uh, the Orin. Uh, the didn't Orin. really do too much. They literally spent more time with Gerald McRaney blending eggs and drinking them 
than they did with the Auron. Yeah. That's also one of the most, I think, of all the things I think that are- They should just, have been explained. That are explained and or just horrifying to me, like as a child was just putting raw eggs in a blender, blending them and then just drinking them raw. Yeah. With orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. I was that, that a normal 80s breakfast? I mean, I don't. It I, wasn't when I where I lived, but. Well, you, yeah. again, guys, Germany, they're into weird things. Germany, yeah. I Just guess, picture yeah. like if you Googled breakfast in the 80s in Germany in Munich, and it's just mm -hmm. people just downing orange juice egg shakes. That scene, I was transfixed on the Senka, the Jif, and uh, Ziploc bags. Like there was three very prominent product placements. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice any of them. I just loved the cupboards. I loved yes. the 80s kitchen. Yeah. I even loved the 80s extras. Like I got so excited when I saw like a guy in a denim jacket and jeans. He was just just literally deep in the background. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just jump through the screen and screen and be part of it? Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the ending, Aaron? You were with the movie, like loved the movie, and then like, let's say, what did you think? How it all came together? I, you know, it's interesting because I was like, I do remember how I felt about it as a kid, which was that I was like a little bit jarred that suddenly Bastion got to be in Fantasia and we kind of stopped following Atreyu and Atreyu was suddenly just like, oh, this, he was just the guy in the story. Like, we don't yeah. need him anymore. And because I was... I definitely related more to him than to Bastion. You must have taken that personal, yeah. A very personally. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny to hear that he was difficult because, like, I remember reading about the press that they did for this. I don't know. I went down some YouTube hole at some point, and they, yeah. they, the two who did all the press were Bastion and the Empress. And I was like, God, that's crazy to me because to me, Noah Hathaway was like the most FaceTime. Yeah. The, but they I barely saw the Empress, yeah. You see her once, once at the very end. Yeah. Also, how funny is it that they were like, we, you can't be the warrior. You're a child. And then we find out that the Empress is like nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's probably okay. Um, but I did like, you know, I thought it was, I think they did a good job with like the grain of sand. That's such like a beautiful and simple shot. Like that, the fact that they just made it super dark and mm -hmm. didn't try to create whatever that would look like and the and the wishing... I went when he was like, I don't know what I'm going to wish for. I was like, well, then someone else should do it. Yell the name faster. Get with the fucking program. Yeah. Yeah. We could have saved a lot of lives. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think? Yep. I, yeah. I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked the fact that the child in a children's movie, the child was given just infinite number of wishes. And his first wish was for revenge. That's my favorite. He's like, I, I have... I, I'm nine and I have scores to settle and let's do this. Yeah. Like he, I would have asked for a new bike. I wanted, you know, like, a, you know, 10, 10 pizzas. We, which, something fun. Like I want to meet Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but he's like, I want revenge on these boys. But he did like, didn't he wish Fantasia back into existence first though? Like he was like, yeah, yeah I guess that's, yeah. we'll bring everyone back to life. Oh yeah. Get yeah, the like, mountains back, back up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you think the movie would have suffered if the next scene was uh, Bastion on top of the dragon with Hulk Hogan behind him? And they're, <laughs> they're literally, I I was like, to the point, like, he's going to murder those three bullies. Like, yeah. he's going to have um, 
the big dog dragon eat the three bullies like that would have been but it's true like he was just and i think a little kid would if you've been chip if you spent your entire like going to school and coming home having these three bullies like the only thing on your mind i I don't know anything about that i have no idea what that would be like yeah yeah but i I really give them credit for like the little revenge thing. I thought it was pretty fun. It, no, it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, and going in the trash, it was like they just did it perfectly. And and I love too that Valcor like plays along and because we yeah, know he's yeah, like totally. the friendliest dragon, the friendly dragon. But but he's like, nope, I'm into it. But yeah. Aaron, a good point. Like, it was all about Atreyu kicking butt, Atreyu taking care of business, Atreyu. And then at the end of the movie, there's like this shot of him from a hundred feet away. Just <laughs> yeah, and he's waiting. just like, hey, oh, I did, I did everything. I was the guy who's no. Okay. Yeah. At least I got my horse back. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like they should have given more like a scene where he's like somehow a better, uh, re-entrance of a trip. Totally. A better handoff. A better like re-entrance of all of it. Like something where you're like, cause none of it was emotional. It's almost like everything got undone and you were like, Oh, I guess. We didn't have to be sad about the law. There was nothing lost at all because it was so chilling. I was like, didn't I had forgotten this from being a kid and maybe I didn't totally understand it at the time, but it's so chilling when you're like, we've, he was with him in the swamps of sadness. He was with him and you're like, oh my God, I'm like, he's the human child. And then I'm a human child watching his story which makes you feel like I could be the star of something and someone's watching my story. Like that's also chilling, but then to be like, boom, it's all back. <laughs> it was like such a letdown, you know? I definitely wanted a little more emotion, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now Chip, um, you found like the one thing we do on this podcast, and we kind of pride ourselves on this. We do our research, we bring extensive up fun facts, research. extensive research. I can tell. You know, and some people just like, oh, I'm going to go to Wikipedia. That's great for you pikers. You just want to like, you know, mail it in chip you went and found some deleted scenes from the never-ending story that were too scary for this film is that true well it is such a scary movie you know you go through like we said at the beginning the mother died the dad doesn't is is sort of just he's very blunt about it uh he's being bullied he's failing math class he's showing up late unprepared for a test that attic exists at that attic school. is just is, is the greatest <laughs> butt heart. We didn't even talk about the attic or the bookstore. I mean, yeah. come on. Great, great point. Yeah, there's a creepy snail man. Uh, that nothing <laughs> is happening. The swamps of sadness. Just the vampire wolf. A knight being killed by, by lasers with two giant ladies with big breasts. Uh, and just everything is just scary in this movie. But they actually had a number of other scenes that were deleted because they were even scarier for children. They were like, these are the things kids would just be way too scary for this. Uh, I'll, I'll, if you want to hear this, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, sure. Wait, do you have them? I, I have, I, I, I have lists of them, and uh, but you so can't play them. I can't play them. I can't okay. play them. But I've done extensive research. Yes, I definitely me. want I've to hear. I've done so okay. much research on this. Uh, the first scene that they got rid of was the cave of strangers, Ooh. Uh, which is just a cave full of adults that you don't know that want to talk to you, and they're like, that's very scary for kids. We should. We, we need to delete this. I think Spielberg was the one that was like, we know that. Just yeah. like strangers and like, you know, suits yeah. and like drinking right, coffee. Exactly. That's hilarious. That's, yeah. like, that's yeah. like social anxiety fears that we're right. going, delving yeah. into. Okay. Uh, there was the scene, the, fjord, the you know, of course there was the swamps of sadness. There was the fjord of clowns. Oh, that okay. one was just way too horrifying. They're like, we need to get rid of the fjord with clowns. Like, get rid of it. Yeah, that does not match up with the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was the, uh, the Fantasia Kmart. 
where no matter where you would go, you you couldn't find your mom. That was like oh, is that real? Kids. That's a real one. They yeah they had a they had a, a real right. actual Kmart. None of these so, are real. None of these are real. Um, God fucking damn it! I hate you guys. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I am the most gullible person. Fuck I, I, Aaron, I will tell you. Fifty percent of the show, Chip. It's the same reaction to every guest. Yeah. Like I mean, Tenta <laughs> Moses literally was. 70% in on in. Chip's fake thing. She's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And she got so mad. She's like, you son of a. Yeah. Uh, really, I really was like, I mean, it sounds German. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. They, they, yeah, the I see why anything. they cut it. You yeah. can't put anything past them. You can't. <laughs> All right, let's just suspend disbelief. Chip, again, were there any other horrifying scenes that were. Horrifying scene. There were. Um, the scene where Atreyu was at a family picnic. And he sees his uncle, who's a little drunk and wants to teach him how to box. That one is just, <laughs> you don't, it's just, you know. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Children of the, <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> I don't know why it's so delightful to like fall for something. I think maybe because it just doesn't happen that That's much at I this know, age. I, with these. I apologize, yeah. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, man. Yeah. Uh, another one, the grand ballroom scene where Atreyu drops his lunch tray and everyone points and laughs. That one was real. There were kids who would just be like, that's just too gut-wrenching. Uh, the Atreyu has a tray. Yeah. And that's what they call it. Then he has a nickname. Drop Atreyu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the cavern of showering after gym class that one is, <laughs> is way too much for kid. You can't you can't do that. At um, this point, Atreyu is just in Bastion's world. Yeah, what you're... yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, there was this one was horrifying. The cliffs of divorce. That was a horrible. Oh. Uh, yeah, you reach the cliffs, your parents get divorced, you don't know who you're gonna live with. That's it. That's uh, oh, there was yep. um, there was the uh, the magic telescope. I don't know if you remember the magic telescope scheme. Uh, where you would look into it, and it, when you look through the telescope, it was just the bike shop episode of Different Strokes. That one was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I think was that it. And then there was just oh, and then there was just the horrifying one. Uh, the, uh, the they dropped the scene, the island of girls who wouldn't go to the seventh grade dance with you, and that was oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. frightening and. Horrible yeah. and just, just an island full of literally girls who would, every who would, girl who wouldn't would not refuse. would refuse to go. You would ask all of them, and none of them. And would that's go the one thing dance. that bound them together, yes. right? Their refusal yeah. to go to a dance with, right? Yeah. And I bet so, it was there. That island is found in the sea of nice guys who always ask out girls who don't like nice guys. <laughs> that's. I think that's what it is. I think yeah. that's that again. Spielberg just decided to just to chop it, I think which is weird because he loves kids and. Yeah. 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 Chip, they were great. Thank you. Thanks for doing the research. I try to, I, I do extensive research guys. I really try to, <laughs> I really try to dig deep. Um, Aaron, I have, I did a little research myself. Okay. Is, All right. This, this is just very, <laughs> very quick. You are again, one fourth part of the powerhouse comedy quartet known as wild horses horses you call yourselves right horses yes we are horses informally yeah horses um and again anyone 
If the horsies are in town, go see them. One of the best comedy shows I have ever seen. I know. Thank you for coming in Philly. That was so cool. That was great. I think we had a we had a really good crowd too in Philly, didn't we? Oh my god, that was such a fun show. Where was was, the show? uh, Underground Arts. Oh, that's great. Yeah, perfect place for that. That was like such a fun night. Um, So, in honor of Artex, who came back to life, I guess you could say that didn't die. In honor of the wild horses. These are some lesser known horse movies and TV shows. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm going to tell you. And again, I, and again, Jeff, these are all real, right? 100%. I mean, <sighs> I, I went on a part of the web that not a lot of people go on, and I found these. All right, the there's a, this yeah. is a TV show. It's about a trucker and his pet female horse. Female horse travel <laughs> the highways of America, getting into various adventures and misadventures along the way. Would you guys know the name of that TV show? Oh, oh, was that the 1970s hit uh, BJ and the Mayor? Yes, BJ and the Mayor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, wait. Is this a game? All right, I'm going to be ready for the next one. Okay. Here we go. All right, this all is right. you, Aaron. This is all you. God damn it. This is a movie. You may remember uh, communist radicals hijacked the U.S. president's plane and his family on board. The vice president negotiates from Washington, D.C., while the president's stallion fights to rescue the hostages on board. Okay. This is Air Force Black Beauty. Oh, close. <laughs> Chip, would you have? I- I'm going to get, is it, is it, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, my God, is it Mayor Force One? <laughs> it's Air Horse One. Air Horse <laughs> One. Oh, Air Horse One. We each picked very, a different name. That's the fun of this game. Yeah, yeah. So far, we have yeah. BJ and the Mayor and Air Horse One. Air These Horse are great. One. This is okay. amazing. How many more do you have? Because I'll play for. More. I'll play all, all right. night. All right, you're going to get another one. This, okay. is, this is a long one. So stick with me here. Okay. As a new threat to the galaxy arises, Ray, the desert scavenger, and Finn, an ex-stormtrooper, must join Han Solo and Chewbacca to search for the one hope of restoring peace with the help of a once sleeping gelding. <laughs> you can Google all the Star Wars movies and get the name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I feel like it's, I thought that one was a new hope, but now I'm not. It's, it's close. It's, it's Star Wars episode seven, right. The Horse Awakens. The Horse Awakens. <laughs> yeah, it's not The Force Awakens. Again, you should have known when I said the hope of restoring peace with the help of a once sleeping gelder. I knew I was missing a clue. <laughs> okay, that's great. I have yet to get one, but I still love the you game. Will, so I guarantee, uh, Aaron, you will get this. There's no way in. I don't you know. You know this. Okay, it's a know. TV show, very popular. A widowed broadcaster raises his three baby horses with assistance from his rock and roll brother in law and his madcap best friend. Full horse. Oh. So close. No. Three baby horses. Baby horses. Oh, three. No, just baby horses. Horses and a baby. <laughs> oh my God! Full okay, horse wait, is wait, good. Wait. Full horse is good. But this is even better. You gotta trust me, Chip. Well, wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. So, so say it again. Say three it again. Three babies. Right. A, a widowed broadcaster raises his three baby horses with assistance from his rock and roll brother-in-law and his madcap best friend. Oh, 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 Full House. Full House, yes. Wait, what? 
Full, 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 a full, full is a baby horse. Full, full. <laughs> I truly thought I had the wrong TV show, and I was like, I know, there I was, was another of, show where this happened. I was trying to think of like, I was like, what kind of a horse is a Frasier? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I do enjoy full horse. Full horse. Full horse. Full horse. Is full I can't believe I didn't, horse. I can't believe I didn't get that. This is, I'm upset. I'm upset. Okay. Aaron, you're going to get this one. There's no I don't one. know. I don't know. All right. Stars Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell reminisce about the nuptials and sadly the death of their pet Clydesdale. Okay. They they reminisce. for geldings and a funeral, for weddings and a Clydesdale. Full full weddings and a full full full. <laughs> it's so bad. You're gonna for, be mad. you're for... gonna be mad at me. <laughs> Yes, Kip, go with that. Horse. It's it's just horse weddings and a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Is that intriguing? Just, Would you love yeah. to see a movie called Horse Weddings and a Funeral? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I'd watch. Yeah, you'd watch. All right, Aaron, this is the one I am 100% guarantee you will get. All right, I've heard no this way. before. Okay, I know. we'll try. All right, this Wait, copy... I'm, I'm buzzing in early. Okay, uh, here we go. Horse-framed Roger Rabbit. I have no idea. <laughs> Best little horse house in Texas. Oh, I like that. Um, This Happy Day spinoff centers around the Fonz's nephew and the small horse who adores him. (laughs) I don't even, I don't think I know this show. Okay, Chip, you're a little older, maybe. I I believe. Happy Day spinoff. Yeah. It centers around the Fonz's nephew and the small horse who adores him. Do I have to say it, Jeff? Do I have to say it? Please, please, please. Is it. Is it Pony Loves Chachi? <laughs> okay, I did know that, but I could. It was never going to pop into my brain. Okay, Yay, Pony Loves Chachi. That's good. That's good. Oh, all right. These are so bad. I have one more, guys. Just one. I more. can't I miss- believe you. I'm. I'm so. I'm also so upset with myself right now. Do you know two of my favorite things are puns on horses? Oh my and god. Clearly, the crossover doesn't work. It's like crossing streams. Nothing's happening. Oh. <laughs> All right, this this isn't great. I'm just going to throw out this isn't great. Okay. It's a stretch, but we're still going to go with it. Okay. In the late 1950s, a talking horse is sent to Italy to retrieve Dickie Greenleaf, a rich and spoiled millionaire playboy portrayed by Jude Law. The talented Mr. Philly? 19, Mis- 1950s talking horse. 1950s. Talking the talented Mr. Ed. The talented Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. That's lesser known horse movies and TV shows. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you guys. Well done, Jeff Lyons. You guys, well, well this done. was my well favorite done. section. I'm so thrilled I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Aaron, like I said, all our guests get mad. Like they, they literally get through two of them. They're like, I don't think, wait a minute. Holy shit. That's, I love if, it. But if you had not tipped me off, I would have gotten through all of them. Like I'm, I believe anything. I'm, it's, I'm shocked always when people lie and because I never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Aaron, you tweeted recently about, I love this. Sadly, Gilbert Gottfried, who we're all fans of, passed away. And you tweeted about being a kid, and this resonated with me. Um, 
what what Gilbert memory did you have? Of him hosting USA Up All Night because I yes. I would be at my friend Angie's house in seventh grade, and we'd sleep in sleeping bags on the floor in her living room, which was like an arched ceiling, and the windows didn't have curtains. It was very creepy, and she was like conked out 10 p.m. And I would lie awake and like certain I heard the door creaking open and whatever. And I would just leave Gilbert on all night and like watch horrible women's prison movies and whatever he was <laughs> hosting. But I found him so cozy and comforting. He also kind of seemed like he knew the job was below him. And I found that as a kid, like so fascinating that I was like, wow, this guy just doesn't take it seriously. Like he knows he's yeah. doing this weird job. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that, to me similar memories of like just what a perfect show for him to host i mean someone who's just so entrenched in that knowledge of old hollywood old bad hollywood scary hollywood like the the minutiae the secondary players the you know that was like the perfect vehicle for him and when you when you when i saw you uh, tweet that I was like oh my god that's right I remember because you had like three options to watch on a Friday night at late night right there would be like up all night um, night flight videos I think were around oh, like yeah. at one point and you would just kind of flip back to those like two channels yeah and the channels yeah. would go off air like yep. you'd go to a certain channel and it would be like just off for the night which was such yeah. a weird thing yeah was it better or worse when you had this is me being a very old man. Was it better or worse when you had five options to watch? Like it's the night, let's say it's the nineties. Oh, better. And you could just be like, I'm either tonight, I'm either watching friends or that show on CBS or maybe silk stockings on USA network. And you didn't have the stress of having to watch everything. I mean, for me, it wasn't even like choosing between. It was having no screen options. Like my huh. life was so much better when I watched a couple shows a week, and I and I wouldn't. There was no such thing as iPhones. Yeah. Or Googling. Like I, I wish all of that had never been invented. Yeah. I say on Zoom. <laughs> I say on Zoom as we're recording this, yeah. <laughs> or a medium that will only be seen on heard on uh technology that's... i've actually been on my phone this whole entire time watching the, <laughs> watching the peanut butter solution so uh <laughs> i haven't paid attention, attention, well, attention i've gone through three things. words of friends games with my mother-in-law i mean that's just <laughs> no but i like you know now with whatever they call it uh prestige tv like there's way too much tv like way too much Every show that people are talking about, you haven't like gotten to watch it yet. And see, I've watched them all. So you have. So oh, I've gotten... gone through all the content multiple times. That's my life. And it, that's why I wish it didn't exist. <laughs> it's the addiction I did not see coming. <laughs> so give us a recommendation. What's one thing we should be watching right now? Hmm. What did I love? Re I did like somebody somewhere. I thought that yep. was good. Um, I watched The Dropout. I loved the performances. I wish they would stop making movies about billionaire sociopaths. I don't fucking care or ever need to see another movie about them. I don't get it, but I'm I in the think, minority. I think with the dropout, and I want to see it, I was so angry within 40 pages of the book that it was based on how she was just getting, like any human was getting away with like tricking people and people 
maybe dying because of that hubris of the tech community and the way they made her who she was. I got so angry. I had to settle down. Like I had to keep stop reading the book. I'm like too angry, too angry, too angry. So I don't yeah. know if I could enjoy. Well, and the show is sensational. I mean, you don't get angry at her really in the show. You kind of are like enamored with her, which I think was the point. And I, I hate sociopath stories like that where they're like, here's one thing that happened to her as a teen. And that's why she did it. I don't oh, think I got that's you. true. Yeah. yeah. Like apologizing for, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't want... In the book I don't want the... you to humanize people nope. like that. It, 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 it's, I find it very annoying. It's how Trump got elected. Anyway, yes, long, yeah. let's... Yeah, <laughs> like, obviously. I, can go, I can go on a whole... Yeah. That's true. I didn't even think of that because the book had none of that. The book was just like, here's where she was raised, a type of family, you know, privileged, and she was just enamored. She was just a sociopath who was enamored with, like, you know, someone famous and was like, you know... And that's kind of like, so I didn't have any of that knowledge. Well, she had a tough, I'm like, no. no. I mean, I think I could be, I'm sure people could argue with me because it's not like they painted her as like a tragic figure, but every shot is her gorgeous face, like taking it in and, and, and like, you can't help but sort of fall in love with her in a weird way, which I, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't like the way this is done. Yeah. yeah. Chip, how about something funny and enjoyable, not stressful? I know, Chip, you told me, and I have to get a letter, Kenny. Letter, Kenny's great. Yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed Letter, Kenny. Uh, have you seen that, Aaron? No. Yeah. It's... Oh, so you haven't seen everything, Miss Whitehead? Oh. I go look at that. This must it's... be a content channel I don't know about. Yeah, it's it's on uh, Hulu, and it's uh, it's basically just these like I call them kids. They're you know, young adults who made this show uh, set in rural Canada. And it's ba it's basically it's always sunny in Philadelphia in rural Canada. And but just like, oh, by the way, puns, if you like puns, half of the show is just them making lit like doing making wordplays, just sitting around doing wordplays like that. Okay. Would be half the episode of I'm in. sitting in a kitchen at, at the kitchen table for people just going around for literally five minutes just doing I mean, work it play. sounds like and sex they, in the city it's but and it, but it doesn't even like really go anywhere which is the best part uh but it's great and it's like super sweet and hilarious and uh yeah that's a great show also uh the outlaws I, we, my wife and i just watched the outlaws have you guys watched that is that what one is with that? the guy from schitt's creek uh no it's the um it's stephen merchant from the office from oh. the british office and uh christopher walken's in it it's a british show um, about these seven people who had to have to do it's it's in, set in Bristol, England, and they seven people from all different walks of life, but they've done these minor crimes and they have to do community service together. Ooh. So that's like, fun too. What is that on? It's is it Amazon? I want to say it's it's Amazon Prime. I think. Oh, and good. We have just, the same streaming channels. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. We're we're on the same page. I um, and it's Stephen Merchant, so I figured it would just be and. Christopher Walken, I, I seem to just be like silly and goofy and it starts out that way, but it it's six hour episodes and they it it gets into this like caper and this like crime deep story, but like part of it's hilarious and part of it's re really well done. I, okay, I, 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 I'm I excited for these recommendations. Yeah, yeah get into Letterkenny. Yeah, got to watch Letterkenny and um, yeah, and The Outlaws. How about you, Jeffrey? What are you, what are you watching? I am like a afraid to watch anything. Like I don't, I'm really bad in the sense that I don't want to be depressed. There's just so much crap going on. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be depressed. I just kind of want to watch 
mindless fun. And Chip, I've been telling you for the past two through COVID, the only thing I watch, I watch parkour videos. Mm-hmm. I don't do parkour. You know that, Chip. No. Not watch, yet you don't. Not yet you don't. That's what I want to say. Yet. Not yet. It's true. I might, I might die trying to do a parkour movie. I mean, you run a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it seems I, like I, it's the next step. You just have to do it from one roof to another. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. that's I, I do. I watch trail running videos and I watch parkour videos, mm-hmm. and then I watch. Uh, I've been watching a lot of. I don't know if you heard of this guy, Rick Steves, traveling sure. around Europe. Yeah. Ricky. Jeff, are you into those, um, like the free climbers who go up like this? Do you like I, watching those? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't can only say. watch. Yeah, there's Ugh. a couple. There's a couple where I have to bail. Like Chip, you know the free climbers. There's an amazing. I saw. Document. I saw free solo. I saw. That oh Jesus, solo. that yeah. movie. Yeah. I can't. I, I watched it. I made it through, but my I've never really had my hands and the bottoms of my feet sweat before, and oh, I, I was I like, lit- I don't want to watch him die. I can't watch him die. Like, I, I will it never was- watch it again. It was crazy. And you know, they are like, I, I watch uh, bouldering. I also watch bouldering videos, people who climb boulders, basically the same thing, but with no ropes or leads or anything. And like, I watched a, a documentary about another free climber and he died at the end. It's just like. Well, it sounds like most of them do. Most eventually. of them do. Like yeah. everybody you see, it's like, except for the one guy from Free yeah. Solo, Alex, whatever, who's so amazing. far. And he's yeah. so. I mean, He's a really funny guy. If you ever want to just watch something great, YouTube, it's like a 15 minute video. It's him critiquing climbing video, climbing shots in movies. Okay. So what he does is you're like, here's Sylvester Stallone in whatever movie he was. Cliffhanger, whatever. Cliffhanger, he's doing that. And it's just this guy who does it for a living. He's like, that is the most unbelievable. He would die within a second. Hear (laughs) that move. No one's ever done that he would be super dead. Like he's just going through every, and it's kind of fascinating if you're into like, yeah, you know, watching stuff like that. Yeah, I just like watching, uh, I guess reality, but like just normal people doing cool things mm-hmm. where yeah, some people could die or get hurt, but there's no like inherent drama or like disease. So you don't want any narratives. Like you don't want, did you watch only murders in the building? I don't watch. I don't that watch was anything. Fun. That was I, so much fun. It was really fun. It was I, like I, sweet I watch and it. funny. Yeah, yes. I do want to watch that on my list. That but duo. I, but I can't, Aaron. This is I can't watch anything where a, a kid in any way is endangered. Like I like Stranger Things. I can get through that mm-hmm. because it's like, fantasy. It's not real. It's fantasy, yeah. and it's like a group of kids yeah. working together. But if we're watching a movie and it's like parents and their kid gets abducted. Yeah, I I totally, I'm that way with anything torture. Like, I I cannot watch somebody be tortured by another human. I remember watching Reservoir Dogs as a kid, and I got to the scene with the ear. Oh, yeah. And I turned it off and truly was, like, shaking and sobbing. I I can't believe people can, like, watch that as a movie. Mm -hmm. Over and over. Over and over, (laughs) yeah. Aaron, what we always ask our guests at the end of a podcast is, you have to convince a younger person, a millennial, someone to watch the never ending story. How would you sell it to them? So a millennial is like 40, right? (laughs) Just like another 40 year old. Just someone who may not have grown up in the time, may not have been sitting in a wicker 
right. chair with their mom and sister eating popcorn looking like the main character looking like the main let's say that, let's say the person doesn't look like anyone in the movie how yeah. can you sell that to them <laughs> I'd, I'd say okay listen we've been going through a, a rough couple of years okay but you know here's the thing with depression if you let it get to you they win it is easy to control people who have who have given up who don't even have sadness, who are just in the in the pits of despair. And this movie is gonna reignite your hope. It's gonna it's gonna pull you from the swamp of sadness as if you never sunk at all. And it's gonna make you remember what it was like to be a kid whose dad was just blending up egg yolks before you ran into some random unmarked bookstore and your life fucking changed forever. I think watch that's, that's a standing O right there. I'll watch whoa. That's, 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 wow, wow, wow. <laughs> standing ovation on Zoom is so funny. Just <laughs> torsos. Everybody just <laughs> tucking my shirt. Tucking shirt. <laughs> well deserved though. Well deserved. Wow. I think, I think we got our lead for the podcast right there. Just, if I if I ever come back, if you guys ever do a second, yes. I do want you to watch Frog with me. Frog, you said you mentioned that if we Wait, if, which which frog? Tell Chip. If, okay. Because there's the movie Frogs from the no. series. No. Okay. This is Frog. It was made for TV. Okay. Elliot Gold is the dad. Shelley Duvall is the mom. Elizabeth Berkeley is one of the teenagers. Do I wait? Is that correct? She's from Say by the Bell. Yeah, Elizabeth Berkeley. Yes. Yeah. And then the guy who stars in it, this redhead guy, I'm forgetting his name now, but he was on ER. It's like this. It's this crazy cast of stars made for TV. It's like a Henson movie, I think, maybe. That might be a lie. And it's about a kid who just loves amphibians so much that it's ruining his teenage life. And he gets this frog from the pet store. And it's a prince. Wow. Wow. That's... You guys, we have to watch it. It's All so right. good. I mean... And it's nine, It's like 60 minutes or 50 minutes. It's so short. I just said three numbers, but I think it's 50. Scott so wait, Grimes. What was it? So it's a it was a made for TV movie. Is that mm -hmm. what? Okay. Fifty four minutes, nineteen eighty eight. Scott Grimes, Shelley Duvall. Oh, Elliot is Paul Gould. Williams in it? I'm looking at this. Paul Williams, like from, like the, he sang Rainbow wrote Rainbow Connection. All is that him? Yeah, he's in that. Like he's the frog. Oh my god. Oh, he's oh my god. He he I'm, wears a frog suit. This is incredible. <laughs> So if we do a second, yeah. if you ever have me back. We will. And I don't mean to beg no. on your podcast. I know. I mean, I can't no. wait to watch this. I mean, this is just. There's only one catch. You got to run with us for four miles. Yeah. As we, uh, okay. I mean, I figure it'll be a while before you have me back. So I'll start training. <laughs> <laughs> I might try to watch this tonight if I can find it. This there you time. go, Chip. I think it is streaming because I searched it in case you guys did want to watch that one. And mm -hmm. I think it is maybe rentable on Amazon. Okay, oh, and awesome. it may also even just be on YouTube. Sometimes, sure. this is, yeah. As is the peanut butter solution. I looked that up. As is Hug a Bunch, which is a horrifying movie that I didn't add to the list because it was oh. too awful. Okay, Hug a All bunch. Right. Hug a bunch. I like that. <laughs> yeah, if you want a truly horrifying movie, people, if you want to follow Aaron Whitehead, I'd say probably Aaron best best way to get a start with Aaron Whitehead, Girl with the Tail. Girl, girl with the tail. Girl yeah. with the tail. What's the uh, derivation? Where did that come from? Oh my god! I think I told it earlier. It was when that director wanted me to be a very ethereal mermaid, and I fucking refused. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Amazing. 
And Chip, yeah. what, Chip, your uh, handle for Twitter, where did that come from, Chip Chantry? Uh, so I decided that it's my first name mm-hmm. and then my last name. Okay, very nice. So that's that's where cool, my, cool, that's cool, where cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 cool. And Aaron, uh, will we be seeing wild horses hitting any stage? Uh, you know, we are in the process of scheduling a show for summer, and it's we've been doing the um, live shows at Dynasty, but also streaming them, so they're available to all. Oh, okay. And yeah. where can we find out? Just go to a Girl with the Tail and check. Yes, out. I will tweet about it. Wild Horses will tweet about it. Dynasty Typewriter Theater will tweet about it. If you follow them, and you don't want to be, if you just want to follow no, the you theater, you have to follow. Lots both. of ways. Have to, have to follow. Yeah. If you're a friend of Junk Miles, you have to follow both. Mm-hmm. And Chip, what do you have coming up? You got um, comedy shows coming up, Chip. I do. I do have comedy shows. Souljols. Uh, Souljols this this Saturday. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. But I'll be in Indianapolis soon and. Where are you no. based, Chip? I'm in I Philadelphia. Just, you are? Yeah. Okay. I'm in Philly, yeah. So we're both I was there the... for a month in November. Oh, where are you? For what? For work? I or... just went and stayed with a friend. <laughs> where in Philadelphia did you stay? Uh, she was in a plane. It cla- oh, a plane crashed, and she lived off the land for... Just... Yeah. It was like Lost, but with way more stores available <laughs> sure. to me. Yeah. I mean, which is much more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But she yeah. did start eating uh, other people from for no reason just, i figured yeah. why not it's a why pandemic not? just yeah. get a little yeah. bite in there <laughs> <laughs> well Aaron, thank you so much i really yeah, uh, appreciate so you coming on thank you so and much for having me to talk frog with you sometime soon yes same and no yeah. pressure i now i'm having that feeling where i'm like you don't have to have me like it's fine if no, you just watch it if you, you want to and you uh, tweet at me <laughs> we will de- there's no doubt weird, you're, yeah. you're gonna be in a in, soon you're gonna be like oh they're calling again yeah, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I gotta and you're like, all right. Knock this off. Listen, anytime. I mean, I live alone. You guys are mm-hmm. the only people I've hung out with in 10 days. So, well, thanks again. I really appreciate it, Chip. Thank you. And we will see you all soon. Thank thanks you. again. Thank you, everybody. All right. Take care. Bye.